Welcome to Alphanumeric, the fiction and poetry podcast featuring pieces selected from the award-winning Non-Binary Review. Today, The Ants by Louise Hopewell. I'd never had any aunties, so when Mum told me we had three aunties hiding out in Canada, I felt like I'd just won the Avery Scholarship. After I gave three cheers, I asked, How come you never told us we had three aunties on the other side of the world? I didn't know myself, said Mum. Gramps lost track of his sisters after the war. Do they live on Prince Edward Island? Do you reckon they know Aunt Shirley? As usual, Mum pretended not to hear my questions. She put her head down and concentrated on stirring the brown goo in the saucepan. Smelt like turnips. Ugh. How can you lose three sisters? asked my sister Josie. Mum heard that question. She tapped the spoon on the side of the saucepan, then laid it down on the bench. You girls have had it so easy. You wouldn't understand. During the war, everything was turned upside down. Families were split up. Everyone just went wherever they could survive. Gramps came here, and his three sisters ended up in Canada. They've only just tracked him down after all these years. I wish Gramps had gone to Canada, too, I said. Then I could have grown up on Prince Edward Island and been bosom friends with Anne of Green Gables. Mum laughed. Then I would have grown up in Canada, and Dad would have been here, and you two wouldn't exist. She picked up the spoon and turned back to the stove. In your case, that wouldn't be a loss, Josie said in a voice soft enough that Mum couldn't hear. I stuck out my tongue, wishing I could lose my sister. Maybe I should ask Gramps for some tips. Gramps hadn't seen his sisters in over 40 years, longer than Mum and Dad had been alive. But when those three sisters hopped out of the taxi and launched themselves at him, Gramps looked about as happy to see them as I'd be if I ran into Josie after 40 minutes. He stood on the front lawn, arms glued to his sides like a soldier, as one by one the sisters wrestled him into a hug. So good to see you after all this time, my long-lost brother, even handsomer than I remember. Gramps didn't say anything, just stood, pulsing his hands into his thighs, his face glowing like he was sunburnt. I'd never met anyone from Canada before, and I had assumed my aunts would look like the picture on the cover of Anne of Green Gables, but rather than long red braids, their hair was gray and cut short just like Grand's. Not having red hair meant they were able to wear pink, the most bewitching color in the world. All three of them wore pink t-shirts emblazoned with a silver love heart. Grand, Mum, Dad, Josie, and I stood in a row waiting our turn as the sisters exclaimed over Gramps. After forever, my new aunts released Gramps and began kissing and exclaiming their way down the line of my family. They got to me last. Oh, Sarah, ain't you a sweetie? My Aunt Mary, or Aunt Mary as she called herself, pinched my cheek then threw her arms around me. While Gran and Gramps always smelled of palm olive soap, Aunt Mary smelled like apples. I took a big breath, sucking in her sweetness. How old are you now, sweetie? What grade are you in at school? What classes do you like? Aunt Mary fired questions at me, leaving no room for answers. When Aunt Mary finally let me go, the second aunt, Aunt Flo, grabbed me right away, nearly knocking Anne of Green Gables out from under my arm. You're such a doll! For some reason, she was crying, plump tears cascading down her cheeks. I'm so happy to meet you at last, she sobbed. She held me so tight, she squeezed out all my breath. And when she let me go, I was panting like when I surfaced after swimming underwater for the whole length of the pool. I didn't even have a chance to recover before the third aunt, Aunt Dodo, snatched me up in her arms. 
Aunt Dota was the youngest sister, so like me, she always got left to last. Oh, my littlest grandniece, what a cutie! Aunt Dodo had a mountain of a nose like Gramps, and it jabbed into my cheek as she clasped me. After the ants had finished hugging us all ten times each, we went inside for a cup of tea. Gran pulled out a plate of homemade fruitcake, even though I'd told her that our Canadian guests would be expecting cherry pie. Still, fruitcake was better than going hungry, so I reached out to grab a piece, but Mum slapped my hand away. You know you're not allowed to eat that. You're fat enough as it is. Aunt Dodo chuckled and picked up the plate and held it out to me. Here you go, sweetie. Don't listen to your mum. You're real beautiful just the way you are. Ain't she just, agreed Aunt Mary and Aunt Flo, their heads going up and down in unison. I took two pieces of cake, one in each hand, and grinned over at mum, but she was studying the carpet. Do you live on Prince Edward Island? I asked. The three aunts looked at each other and started giggling. No, sweetie, said Aunt Mary. We live in Toronto. It's a big city, just like Melbourne. I reach for another piece of cake. Have you ever been to Prince Edward Island? That's enough of your silly questions, Sarah, said Dad. Then he turned to the ants and asked them what they got to eat on the plane and whether they'd been able to sleep and what time it was now back in Toronto. After we'd finished afternoon tea, the ants rummaged around in their ginormous suitcases and pulled out presents for all of us, even though it wasn't Christmas or anyone's birthday. Aunt Mary handed me a box wrapped in gold paper with a silver bow on top. I'd never received anything so beautiful. I held the present in my hands, just gazing at it, not wanting to spoil the gift by unwrapping it. It's ace, I said. Thanks heaps. Go ahead, sweetie, laughed Aunt Mary. Open it up. I turned the box over and slid my finger along the seam, trying to prise off the sticky tape without damaging the gold paper. It'd come in handy for my art project. Beneath the beautiful wrapping paper was a beautiful box, and inside the beautiful box was a beautiful necklace in the shape of a beautiful butterfly. The beautiful necklace had a beautiful shiny stone in one corner and a beautiful letter S engraved right in the middle. S for Sarah, said Aunt Mary. S for Sweetie, said Aunt Dodo. S for Special, said Aunt Flo. S for Stupid, muttered Josie. I jabbed my elbow into her ribs. Why couldn't I have a nice sister? It wasn't fair. Gramps had three. Maybe if I'd grown up in Canada, I'd be surrounded by kindred spirits and bosom friends. Dad snatched the box out of my hands, holding it up to the light and squinting. Is that a real diamond? He traced a finger over my butterfly. Aunt Mary nodded. There was no need, said Dad. You shouldn't spoil them. But I'm meeting my grandnieces for the first time. I want them to know how much I love them. She smiled at Mum, two rows of straight white teeth. You're so lucky to have such beautiful daughters. You must be so proud. Of course. Mum's teeth were gritted behind her grin. She glanced over at me, her smile drooping. Don't be rude, Sarah. Thank your Auntie Mary for the generous present. Thanks so much. I hooked the butterfly around my neck. It's ace. It's unreal. It's the most beautiful present I've ever gotten. Much nicer than the diary Gran gave me last Christmas that had every Friday and Saturday missing and the jumper that Mum got me at the, at the op shop for my birthday and... The ants looked at each other and burst into laughter so loud the whole room seemed to shake. Grandkids are a gift from God, ain't they? Aunt Flo said to Gran. Your grandkids are so special. You must be proud. 
Gran was examining the same bit of carpet that had captivated Mum a few moments earlier. I leaned over to have a real good squiz, but I couldn't see anything wrong with the carpet. It was standing perfectly upright, still holding the shadow of Gran's hoover. Usually when we visited Gran and Gramps, we all sat around drinking tea and listening to the clock on the mantelpiece going tick-tock, tick-tock for about an hour until at last Mum said it was time to go home, but... But the ants didn't seem interested in listening to the clock, and the clock's tick-tocking was drowned out by their chatter and laughter. They spoke in exclamation marks with their hands dancing in front of them, and usually they all spoke at the same time. At one point, I looked over and saw Gramps covering his ears with his hands. A little later, I noticed him pull himself out of his chair and sidle toward the door. Then, in a rare gap between an exclamation and a giggle, I heard the faint sound of his piano out in the garage. The ants were busy telling a story about this sweet, lovely, fabulous guy they'd met on the plane. He was coming out to Australia to buy a dog, said Aunt Mary. A dog to work on his farm, said Aunt Dodo. Apparently, there's a special type of dog in Australia. He showed us photos, said Aunt Flo. That dog was sure a cutie. Gorgeous. Real beautiful. All of a sudden, Aunt Mary looked around. Where's Matthew? He's playing piano out back, I said. Oh? The three ants fell silent, and we could hear the distant tones of the Moonlight Sonata. I play piano, too, I said. I had an exam, and I got... Dad's eyes narrowed. Don't boast, Sarah. Oh, sweetie, that's fabulous, said Aunt Dodo. I bet your dad's real proud of you. She clasped her hands in front of her chest and tilted toward me. I can recite poetry, too. I sprang to my feet. I know ever so many pieces of poetry off by heart. Would you like to hear The Lady of Shalott or Bingen of the Rhine? The Lady of Shalott, said Aunt Mary. Bingen of the Rhine, said Aunt Dodo. Neither, said Dad, Mum, and Josie all at the same time. Aunt Mary and Aunt Dodo looked at each other with smiles as big as Prince Edward Island across their faces. Why don't we hear both? Dad, Mum, and Josie gathered up all the plates and headed into the kitchen to do the washing up. I'd always dreamed of having an auntie, and suddenly I had three. All three of them were kindred spirits, but my favorite was Dodo. She noticed the book I carried around with me and said, I read that book too when I was a little girl. Which bit are you up to? I've already read it four times, I said. I borrowed it again so I could learn all about Canada, ready for your visit. I've got to take it back to the library by Friday or I'll get a fine and mum will kill me. Aunt Dodo's laughter was like wind passing through poplars. I'm sure she wouldn't do that. Clearly, she didn't know my mum very well yet. She tapped her finger on the book's cover. What's your favorite bit? The part where Anne walks along the ridgepole. I stuck out my arms and took a few careful toe-to-heel tightrope steps to demonstrate. I tried to walk along our ridgepole, but Dad grabbed me before I got halfway up the ladder, walloped me with his belt. Aunt Dodo laughed again. I'm sure your dad wouldn't do that. Obviously, everyone in Canada was much nicer than they were in Australia because my dad would most certainly do that and I had the welts on my backside to prove it. I was just about to pull down my pants to show her when Dad poked his head around the door. Get a move on, Sarah. We're going home. He glanced at the book which Aunt Dodo now had open in her hands. Don't forget your book. Mom will kill you if you get another library fine. The reason we had to go home so early, before I even had the chance to find out about Aunt Dodo's favorite bit of Anne of Green Gables, was because Dad's team were playing and he wanted to watch the game. Dad loved football, and if he ever missed a game, he'd be grumpy for about a week afterwards. 
Dad had wanted sons rather than daughters, so he had someone to kick a footy with, which was why he was so disappointed that Josie and I had both turned out to be girls. Yes, I was an unwanted girl, just like Anne Shirley. Dad said that when I was born, he was so sure I was going to be a boy, they didn't have a girl's name picked out. They only had a boy's name, and it wasn't a nice romantic name like Gilbert. No, they were going to call me Paul. Paul! Then I arrived, and Mom decided to call me Sarah, on the spot, without even thinking about it. Like Anne, I have to keep reminding everyone to stick the last letter on my name, otherwise they'd call me Sarah, which is nowhere near as distinguished as Sarah. I often reminded Dad that girls could play football too, but he always said don't be ridiculous, and if I wanted to do sport, I could enroll in ballet. I reckon if I'd have come from an orphanage rather than out of Mum's tummy, Dad would have sent me back for sure and got the boy he wanted. Josie's favorite aunt was Aunt Mary. Before she retired, Aunt Mary was a hairdresser, so Josie sat on the floor between Mary's knees, and Mary whipped her hair into fancy styles, braids and buns and French rolls. Josie liked Aunt Mary so much that she even started talking like her, dragging all her words out to twice as long as they should be and flicking her tongue up behind her front teeth so her R's rolled on forever. She started calling me Sarah Sweetie, just like the ants did, even though I knew Josie thought I was about as sweet as Vegemite. The ants only stayed a week. They all said they'd love to stay longer, but they had their own families back in Canada and they needed to get home. On their last day, they took Josie and me shopping for farewell gifts. When we got to the shopping center, which the ants and Josie in her new accent called the mall, Aunt Flo threw her arms open wide. You can buy anything you like, sweeties. We want to leave you a real special gift so you don't go forgetting us, said Aunt Dodo. I'll never forget you, I sniffled into the sleeve of my jumper. Gramps might have forgotten about his sisters for 40 years, but even though I'd only known them for a week, they were in my heart forever, right next to Anne of Green Gables. First, we went to the bookshop so I could buy my very own copy of Anne of Green Gables. I didn't tell Aunt Dodo that I'd returned the book to the library two days late and still had the indent of my mum's wooden spoon on my bum. You can get something else as well, sweetie, said Aunt Dodo. What about this? She held up a box which had all six Anne books in it. I threw my arms around her. You're the sweetest, kindest, loveliest ants in all the world. Next, it was Josie's turn. She dragged us to the jewelry store where she tried on four pairs of earrings. And because she couldn't decide which she liked best, they're all so cool. Aunt Mary bought her all four pairs. Aunt Dodo came over to the corner where I was squatting, reading one of my new books. You sure we can't buy you something else, sweetie? No, thanks. I stuck my nose back in my book. Just red hair like Anne of Green Gables. Aunt Dodo cackled like a chook. Oh, sweetie, you're such a card. Josie was leaning on the counter, watching Aunt Mary counting out $50 notes. She snuck a glance back at me and stuck up her middle finger, lips silently moving in the all-too-familiar shape of the word stupid. Then she turned and grinned up at Aunt Mary. Can we go to Sports Girl now? It's so neato. Of course, sweetie. In Sports Girl, I sat cross-legged under a rack of t-shirts reading while Josie tried on practically everything in the whole store. After about two hours, Josie swept back the t-shirts hanging above me and kicked me in the shin. What do you think? She was wearing a red skirt so short I could see the tartan of her undies, and the top she had on was only half a top, sitting an inch above her belly button. She turned in a circle in front of me. Cool, hey, Sarah, sweetie? Mum and Dad will kill you if you leave the house wearing that. 
Aunt Flo came over, her shoes going clip-clop on the tiles. Don't you look like an angel? Let's buy it. She smiled down at me. You sure you don't want anything else, sweetie? Do you reckon they have anything with puffed sleeves? I asked. Josie rolled her eyes. Aunt Flo went over and spoke to the sales assistant. I couldn't hear what she said, but the sales assistant's voice was so loud, I think everyone in the whole shop could hear. Puffed sleeves? Nah, you'd be lucky to get anything with sleeves this season. What about a boob tube? Then we got back to Grand's. Dad took one look at Josie and shouted, What the hell are you wearing? His eyebrows arched to fill the bald spot at the top of his forehead. Don't she look fabulous, said Aunt Mary. Just like a model, said Aunt Dodo. You must be so proud of her, said Aunt Flo. Josie smirked and did a lap of the lounge room, her bum wiggling side to side. Dad tucked the newspaper under his arm and disappeared outside. After tea, we all stood in the driveway waiting for the taxi that would take the ants to the airport. The ants, Josie and me, were all in tears. Grand, Mum, and Dad stood off to the side with their arms folded over their chest, and Gramps stood even further away over by the roses looking at his toes. Aunt Mary flung one arm around me and Josie. Oh, sweeties, we're going to miss you so much. Can't we come with you, pleaded Josie. Aunt Mary shook her head, laughter tumbling out with her tears. Oh, sweetie, I wish you could, but you can come visit. Yeah, come visit, said Aunt Flo. Aunt Dodo combed her fingers through my hair. I'll take you to Prince Edward Island. I've heard it's the prettiest place in the world. I buried my face in her skirt, wondering how much a ticket to Canada cost. If I managed to stay out of mischief and did the dishes and made my bed every day, I got $2 a week pocket money. Maybe I could save up. The taxi pulled into the driveway, and Dad loaded the ants' suitcases into the boot while the ants began another round of teary hugging. One last hug, then they all piled into the back seat, rolling down the windows and reaching out to clasp our hands, Josie on one side, me on the other. Bye, sweeties. We'll miss you all so much. We love you, sweeties. I ran alongside the taxi, clinging to Aunt Dodo's hand, but the car sped up and I lost my grip, and the ants disappeared over the hill. What a relief. Dad stamped his foot down right in the middle of a line of ants scurrying along the footpath. Then he glared over at Josie, who had her hands over her face, boo-hooing. Get inside and get some clothes on. I'll wear what I want. Josie pulled her hands away from her face and jerked a finger up at Dad. How dare you? Dad's face was beetroot. Just you wait, young lady. But Josie didn't wait. She'd already vanished into the house, slamming the front door behind her. I sat hunched on the front lawn, sobbing into my knees. What are you bawling about? Mum jabbed me with her shoe. All that spoiling's made you soft. I'm not soft, I blubbered. I'm sad. What if Gramps loses his sisters again and I never get to see them? I wiped my nose along my forearm, leaving a glistening trail of sadness. I want to go to Canada, where everyone's as sweet as Anne of Green Gables. This has been The Ants by Louise Hopewell, read for you by Lisa Quintana. Our music was Italianized by Andreas Wohl Music, provided by Pixabay.com. Alphanumeric is a production of Zoetic Press and is mixed and mastered by Zoetic Press. You can get any of our issues in a three-format bundle that can be read on any device by going to zoeticpress.com. And while you're on the website, check out Random Access Memory, featuring the best in nonlinear literature. It's free to read at zoeticpress.com slash random dash access dash memory. If you love us as much as we love you, 
please support us by going to Apple Podcasts and giving us a rating and leaving us a swell review. We'd appreciate it more than we can say. You should also subscribe so you don't miss a single episode. Non-binary review, because humans are hardwired to tell stories. <laughs>